Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Tuesday, April 18th. Some of the wealthiest cities in the world have seen a sharp rise in their high net worth individual population in the past decade. But where are the cities with the largest number of millionaires and have any in Canada made the elite top 10? The latest world's top 10 wealthiest cities report from investment migration specialists Henley and Partners is out today and shows that the USA and China dominate. New York City takes the crown as the wealthiest city with 340,000 millionaires with at least a million US dollars in investable assets, a rise of 40% in the 10 years from 2012 to 2022. The total includes 724 centimillionaires with 100 million plus and 58 billionaires. Two more US cities make the top 10, the San Francisco Bay Area and Los Angeles in third and sixth places. Second in the rankings is Tokyo, while London slips to fourth place after holding the top spot for several years and is the only European city to be in the top 10. The gain in wealth in China is reflected by the inclusion of three cities in the highest rankings, with Hong Kong, Beijing and Shanghai taking seventh, eighth and ninth places respectively. Canada's wealthiest cities come outside the top 10 but have seen their high net worth individual population gain in the decade. Toronto in 12th place has 105,200 millionaires, up 29%, including 193 centimillionaires and 18 billionaires, while Vancouver in 29th saw its population rise by 44% to 37,300 millionaires, 67 centimillionaires and 6 billionaires. Montreal makes 48th and Calgary 55th in this year's rankings. How can we ensure that artificial intelligence is used ethically by financial institutions. Despite the recent call to pause giant AI experiments by high-profile names, including Elon Musk and AI leaders, many believe the genie is already out of the bottle. AI's here to stay and is already disrupting many industries, so Canada's regulator of financial institutions is considering how it can be used correctly by the banking and financial services sector. In a new report in association with the Global Risk Institute, OSFI looks at the ethical, legal and financial implications of AI in financial services. Drawing on insights from policyholders, financial industry stakeholders and academics, the report looks at how current AI risk management frameworks must adapt to remain relevant, forward-looking and responsive to industry needs. Superintendent Peter Routledge said that recent advances in machine learning represent a great opportunity for financial institutions. However, balancing regulation and innovation is essential, he said. While it's important to ensure financial institutions remain competitive by responsibly leveraging these innovations, the financial stability of our system and its fairness to those who use it are of utmost importance. A new study from Desjardins reveals that young, educated Canadians are earning more than in earlier generations, but women especially are facing deteriorating mental health and hurdles in the job market. The report is the initial instalment in a series that will examine how young Canadians are doing in the current economy. The narrative around how young people are faring tends to have a negative tone, said Randall Bartlett, Senior Director of Canadian Economics for Desjardins and co-author of the report. What we found in the data was a lot more room for optimism. The analysis compares the salaries of Canadians who received their bachelor's degrees in 1991 and 2001. According to the survey, the younger group had annual earnings that were several thousand dollars more than those who graduated a decade earlier, demonstrating that the value of education is increasing. Compared to earlier generations, more young people from lower-income households are pursuing post-secondary education, with enrolment rising by 10% for those in the top 20% and 28% for those in the bottom 20% of income earners. However, when 
when young people transition from school to the workforce, they face substantial hurdles on the employment market. And while young people generally had severe declines in their mental health during the pandemic, young women were already experiencing deteriorating mental health before the global outbreak even began. Women continue to bear a disproportionate amount of the responsibility for caring for a child or a member of the family. The salary disparity between men and women may be explained by the possibility of reduced earnings from working fewer hours or getting out of the workforce. The employment situation for young immigrants is improving, but many still have trouble using their abilities. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, why stand by your plan is an advisor's mantra. I don't expect a hard landing, but a return to long-term low inflation isn't likely either, insists a PM. And why small businesses are particularly vulnerable to a CRA strike. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.